Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, today's podcast episode is going to be all about stress and overwhelm. And there's probably going to be things in this episode that seem quite contradictory with other episodes that I have done, but you guys, this is the whole point. So I'm the first to admit that this last week has been busy for me. I've been feeling so stressed and so overwhelmed. And it's really interesting for me to reflect back after a few days of feeling like this, to have a look at the habits and the lifestyle changes that I have made over the last 12 months, two years that really fall by the wayside when, when days or weeks like this come around for me. And I know that I've been chatting with quite a lot of people about this. Nearly all of my friends are feeling the same. It's like we're in the middle of the year now and our New Year's resolutions have kind of fallen by the wayside or we're not feeling super motivated at um, achieving our goals because it's winter. Like there's all of the different excuses. You know, we're not outside as often. We're not getting that fresh air. We're not seeing as much of that vitamin D because it's been raining quite a lot. There's so many different factors that come into this. And I really want this episode to be a bit of a reflection for you for what the last few weeks has been like for you as well. And I'm also going to dive really deep into what the masculine and feminine energy is, because I know when I first heard about the masculine and the feminine energy, I was very mistaken in what they actually meant and the ways that I can recognize both of them coming up in my life and their strengths and weaknesses. And it's been a really key tool for me to be able to utilize, especially recently, once I started diving into and reading researching more around this concept. So if the masculine and feminine energies are something that you haven't heard of before, that's okay. And if it is something that you have heard of before and you're a little unsure, or even if you feel like you know a lot about it, bear with me because I really enjoy hearing a lot of different people's opinions on this. And so I would love your feedback. You can jump into our Facebook group. Um, just search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and definitely share your opinions on this afterwards. We've had some really fun stuff happening and discussions happening over in the Facebook group. So I would love for you to jump in and get, join up and give us your feedback. So I think to start off with, I really want to touch on something that I discuss with a lot of my clients and my friends is 
the three pillars that I perceive as health. So when I'm talking about health, I'm not just talking about whether I do or don't move my body. That is one part of it for me. And I know that moving my body and getting those endorphins happening and a lot of the time getting out of my head and moving that energy back into my body helps me to feel really good. But as well as the movement, it also encompasses sleep, a good sleep routine, getting enough sleep, and also nutrition and nourishing my body in the best way possible. And so when I look at those three pillars of health, moving my body, my sleep, and my nutrition, I can definitely notice that in times of stress or overwhelm, all three of these things really get pushed to the side. So what is it like for you? When you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed, it may just be for a day, it might be for a week, it might be a few months. When these things happen in life and curveballs get thrown, what happens to your habits that you know that make you feel really good? Do they get left behind? And what comes in their place? So I'll be honest, I know for me, with my nutrition, that is one of the first things to go, purely because I feel like I'm just too busy to actually cook a nourishing meal. And I just have that consistent thought of like, I I don't have time, I'll get to it when I get to it. And it becomes all about the convenience. And convenience for me, especially when I feel that feeling of I don't have time is coffee. Because I know that to a certain extent, it suppresses my appetite. So if I'm hungry, I'll reach for a coffee when I'm stressed or busy because I'm like, I just don't have time. I'll just have a coffee and it'll get me through. And I think the caffeine hit is also like when I know I'm reaching for a coffee, that's my sign that I have not been sleeping enough because you guys, we should not need caffeine in our days to pep us up and to give us energy. We should be nourishing our bodies and indulging, not even indulging, just having a good sleep routine and sleeping pattern that we do not need caffeine or coffee or stimulants in our days. So of course there is exceptions to the rule. There is people that may have vitamin or nutrient deficiencies and things like that. And again, I really highly recommend working with professionals in their industry. So nutritionists, naturopaths, dietitians, if you are feeling sluggish, if you've got brain fog, if you feel like you need to be reaching for the caffeine and it's not just because you know you've been up with the kids all night or your baby's been keeping you awake and you've been having to get up and do feeds there could be something more going on for you there so again i really highly recommend investing in professionals in their industry if you think that there could be something going on there for you um so I know that that's my first biggest warning sign for me is reaching for the coffee because the flow and effect of that then for me is that I generally don't have breakfast. Um, I sometimes don't have lunch until three o'clock in the afternoon. And by the time I get to three o'clock in the afternoon, again, I'm all about convenience and I'm just grabbing whatever is closest. So there's the potential that that may not be the most nourishing meal for me to be eating in that moment. 
But I don't know if you guys can resonate once it does get to, you know, an hour or a few hours past when you were originally hungry. It's just like, whatever, I don't even care. I'm just hungry. And you could eat anything. You could be eating chocolate cake or chocolate chip cookies or ice cream out of the freezer, like whatever that thing is for you. And I know deep down inside that is not nourishing me in the way that I want to be. And it's not going to give me the energy sustainable for my brain power that I need to power through these big, long, busy days. And then my sleep is also impaired by having caffeine. And I know that when I do feel overwhelmed and I feel like I've got a lot on my plate, it is more difficult for me to sleep. But I make that worse on myself by bringing my phone to bed with me um, watching things like Netflix or scrolling on my phone, like all of that stuff, all of the things that we've been discussing in recent episodes. So really just being honest with you guys, I think vulnerability and honesty is so important working in the space that I am in because I know I've mentioned before, a lot of people think just because I'm a coach, I've got my shit sorted and that life is always peachy and amazing and these things don't happen to me. And this is just another example that that is not true. And that is not the lifestyle that you should be aiming for, that everything is always perfect because you guys, you are going to be disappointed. If you want life to be permanently perfect, it's not going to happen. So letting the ebbs and flows and the ups and the downs be okay and accepting that the downs are fine. It is okay to have feelings. I've said it before, but we have the spectrum of emotions for a reason. And rather than pushing those emotions away, leaning into them, recognizing what they're trying to tell you. When you notice that there may be more of a down emotion happening, why is it there? Now let's move into the concept of the masculine and the feminine energies, because this is all tied into, you'll see what I mean in a moment after I've explained to the masculine, how this all ties in together. So when I first learned about the masculine and feminine energies, I thought that it was relating to males and females or men and women. And that is very far from the truth. So I think when I originally learnt about it, I guess the best way for me to explain what I first thought when I heard about this was that the masculine energy was that like typical Aussie bloke, I guess you would say, like the tradie or the, um, oh, I don't, I, I don't even really know how to explain. I just had this image in my head of like, oh yeah, so you've got that masculine energy, say in a relationship. And then you've got the feminine energy, which comes into that relationship and evens it out. And that's the woman in the relationship to even out that masculine or that male, uh, person in that relationship. And, So let's just move right away from that idea right now, because that is not what this is about. These are the energies or the ways that you feel within yourself. And I'm going to talk to you about the different ways that you can embody these different energies and their strengths and their weaknesses with each of them. 
So I'm going to start with the masculine because the masculine is really where I have been residing and where a lot of other people that I've been talking to have been residing recently. And the best way that I can explain it is to just give you a scenario. So imagine that, I mean, we all have these days, as soon as our alarm goes off, we're up out of bed and it's like as soon as your feet hit the ground, you're just go, go, go. You jump out of the bed, you're getting ready, you're brushing your teeth, you're rushing around the house to get out of the door. You might be getting kids ready, you might be getting pets put outside, all of the things. Um, You're taking phone calls, you're responding to messages, you're organizing your life and all of the stuff that needs to be get, get done, that needs to get done, sorry. And then you're also organizing everybody else's lives around you and making sure that all of the shit gets done. Everything happens. And then before you know it, it's the end of the day and you're on your way home and dinner still has to be made. There's a whole list of things that you thought you were going to get done for the day and they still haven't been done yet or ticked off. And you feel like by the time you get to bed, you haven't even had a minute to yourself. That, my beautiful listeners, is the masculine energy. And do not get me wrong, it has amazing strengths. If we look at the positive side of this energy being in our life, it helps us to plan. It helps us to be organized. It helps us to stay motivated. And it is extremely beneficial in just head down and getting things done. It really helps to get us through those hard days. So like I said, there's strengths and weaknesses to everything But I'm sure you can resonate with that feeling of like, I'm so overwhelmed. There is so much stuff to do. And there's a lot of different ways that the masculine energy can come into our lives. I've spoken to so many different people and listened to quite a few different podcasts on this. And I've even heard some people say that they recognize that they moved a lot more into the masculine energy after they had children, that they look back at their life before kids and it was there was a lot more flow and ability to just kind of like whatever happens, happens with the day and if things change, then that's okay. Um, and even things like getting a new job or taking on more responsibility at work, moving into a different role, um, moving house, uh, challenges with finances or relationship challenges, um, even things like having a lot to do around the house or planning an event, organizing something. It's these things that happen in life that we feel that we need to have a sense of organization and planning and responsibility. We're really stepping up to the plate. And like I said, there's beautiful strengths to this and it means that we can be organized and we can plan and we can achieve our goals and live the life that we want to be living. But the weaknesses to this is that if we are so stuck in the masculine, if we overuse that masculine energy, then it leads us to feel stressed and overwhelmed and tired and dare say exhausted. So reflecting then back on the last few weeks or few months or even few years, how do you feel? Can you recognize that masculine energy 
coming up for you. And the reason that I say that this really ties in is because for me, when I notice that the masculine energy has really come up strongly in my life for say more than a few days, that is when my three pillars of health really start to decline. It's when my sleep starts to decrease. It's when moving my body becomes a chore or something I feel that I have to do. And a lot of the time also something that I just don't end up getting around to and I don't prioritize. And like I said, my nutrition just really falls by the wayside. So it's recognizing that when you do notice these things starting to fall away or starting to become less of a priority for you, the things that you know you do long-term every day to make you feel good and to nourish your body and your mind in the best way possible, when you notice those things starting to slip, that's a really good sign that the masculine energy is starting to overtake things for you. And then we have a look at moving into the feminine energy and what that means or looks like for you. And the feminine energy is so different for everybody. So it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what this feminine energy looks like for you. But essentially, it's when you know and you can feel that the energy in your body is so free flowing. It's that feeling of being open. So you can be open to conversations, to different people's perspectives, different ideas. You might be open to different plans that people may have and saying yes to things on a whim. And you're quite open to change. I'm sure you can agree that if you look back at a moment in time when the masculine energy was very dominant for you and you were really in that like fight or flight mode of like, I need to get this, this, this and this done today and you're on such a tight schedule that if a phone call comes through and it's someone just wanting to have like an easy breezy like, hey, how you going conversation, it's really when that like snappiness or irritability can start to come in and there's not a lot of flow. There's not a lot of openness to other things because so much of your brain capacity is being taken up by these other thoughts of like, I'm just go, go, go. I cannot even think about anything else at the moment. There's not that openness to plans, to creating other plans, to adding anything in or even to change. If something comes along and throws you off and plans change, then it's looking at what those extreme emotional reactions are for you. So (laughs) I'll be honest, one of my big signs for me yesterday was um, I have had an immunologist appointment booked in for months, like seriously six months. If any of you guys have tried to book into an immunologist, you'll feel me with this. And I was booked in for my skin prick test. And you guys, I've been waiting for this for years, years and years. And I was so excited. And so all week I've been like, yep, Friday's coming. I'm so excited. I'm so looking forward to my skin prick test. Finally, I'm going to find out exactly what it is I'm allergic to. 
And after an extremely busy day of a lot of masculine energy happening for me, I got a phone call from the immunology um, center and they needed to reschedule me because there was an emergency that had come up and they needed to take my appointment to give to somebody else. And I literally took the phone call while I was um, in the car with Aaron. Aaron was driving and I got off the phone and burst into tears. Like I just could not even, I couldn't even speak to tell him what had happened because it was like just that one change in my day and in my plans that I knew I had coming up was enough to push me over the edge. So in hindsight, I should have been able to recognize the warning signs a lot quicker. And yes, being an emotional intelligence coach, I should have known that I was already on the brink of burnout and emotional overwhelm a lot quicker than what I did. But that's okay. Like I said at the start of the episode, life is not perfect and these things happen. So if I had have been more in my feminine energy in the last few days, that phone call happening for me that after yesterday afternoon would have just been a bit of water off a duck's back. It would have just been, okay, no worries. That's fine. Let's reschedule till next week. No worries. You guys have obviously got a lot happening, but it was just enough to push me over the edge. So you can see the difference between that femininity of leaning into, that's okay, whatever happens. And not setting such high expectations over either yourself or others, because remember, expectations lead to disappointment. And I pointed that out myself once we'd gotten out of the car yesterday afternoon. And I said to Aaron, I know what I've done. I've set this expectation and I've been so excited and looking forward to this test for so long. And I just kind of had this thought of like all of my answers are going to be in my hands tomorrow and I'm so excited. So a really good real life example that yes, expectations do lead to disappointment and it's recognizing that it's okay if those expectations need to be pushed back or changed and to lower the expectation levels sometimes in our lives can be the easiest thing that you can do to reduce that feeling of disappointment or sadness or feeling let down. And that if you can also be reducing the expectations and also including that feminine energy and flow into your life, that it leads for a lot calmer and happier you. And I'm sure you can agree that a calmer and happier you means a calmer environment around you as well. So there's this positive flow on effect that it not only affects you, but also those people that are closest to you as well. So the reason that I said that the feminine energy is really individual and specific to everybody is because there's so many different ways that we can move into that feminine flow state. And I think one of the best ways for me, and I know that um, some of my friends are the same with this as well, they love just having that party in their car. So they might have their favorite song come on their Spotify and they're in the car by themselves driving along and all of a sudden it's turned up as loud as it can go and you're like singing as loud as you can at the top of your voice and you're just 
having a ball. There's a disco happening in your car, a private disco for just you. And once that song finishes, you've got that massive smile on your face and you feel free. You can feel that energy moving in your body. There's a sense of lightness inside. It's not heavy and weighed down. And that is because that energy has started to move freely within your body. Something else that I've been trying that I think I spoke about a few episodes ago is dancing. And I think I mentioned that I had put on, oh, it's a Michael Jackson song, um, Love Never Felt So Good. I think that's what it's called. And I put that on pretty loud in my house and I literally, I felt so stupid at the start, but I had noticed in before one of my coaching sessions my personal coaching sessions that I had for me that I was feeling really pent up and frustrated and um, very in my masculine. And so my coach had suggested that that's what I do and to give it a go and see how it went. And so I did. And I pushed through the awkwardness and I, two and a half minutes later, honestly felt like a different person. The energy was flowing so freely through me because I had let go of all of my inhibitions. I had let go for just two minutes of that expectation of how my day was supposed to be playing out and all of the things that I should have been doing. And I just flowed for two minutes. And that might be all that you need to get you out of that masculine funk If you find that you're stuck within the limitations of the masculinity there for you, is that all you need to just get that funk away to move back into the feminine and to start thinking a little more clearly? Because remember that it's not about never being in the masculine and it's not about always being in the feminine or vice versa. There is neither one nor the other that is better. It's just that they both serve a different purpose. And they both serve a different purpose for different times in the day and in our life. So reflecting back, now that you know, I guess, the ways that you can embody the masculine and the feminine, because I didn't really give definitions. You guys know I'm not really big on writing notes. I probably could have Googled the definition for you, but... I think sometimes it's easier to explain the scenarios because you know, you can relate to the feelings. You can relate to, yeah, that I know when that happens for me, that's exactly how I feel. Sometimes the actual definitions don't give us enough of an insight because it's the feelings that you guys are chasing. It's not the definition. So think about the last time that you felt really free, really open to conversation. And even if the conversation wasn't going in the direction that you thought it was going to, that was okay for you. You were happy to just go with the flow. You were carefree. Plans changed and that was fine. It was actually maybe even a little exciting There's so many different ways that we can see the feminine energy come up. And it's all about really thinking about what works for you and what makes you feel really good. 
So I know we've spoken a lot about the things that you can do for self-care and the self-care things that you really like to implement, things like having a bath and sitting outside in the sun, sometimes cooking for some people, chilling out, watching some Netflix. There's so much different self-care that we can be doing. But can you take that one step further and think about how you can start to move into the feminine energy more and start to get the energy flowing around your body again? What are the activities that you lose track of time? You are not stuck up in your head thinking about anything else around you. You're not worried about checking your phone. For me, it's painting and yoga. I know that those two things, I am so present. And it may not be dancing around my house like a maniac or singing at the top of my lungs in my car while I'm going for a drive. But I know that those two things are more subtle examples of the feminine energy within my life that helps me to just move everything around, to move the feelings around. I know that there's probably quite a lot of you that listen that know or have heard of the chakras and moving that energy around your body and recognizing where that energy may be stuck. And this is a very similar concept. Some may say that they're very intertwined. Some people even look at the masculine and feminine energies like yin and yang. So if you've heard of the yin and the yang, it is the idea that one cannot exist without the other. We cannot have masculine without feminine and we cannot have feminine without masculine. We need both of these things in our lives. You need to have a balance between the two. So get realistic with yourself and have a reflection after this episode and think about the balance that you have had or not had in your life recently? What has been overpowering for you? Is it the masculine or is it the feminine? The limitations to the feminine energy is really that sense of like, I don't feel productive. I don't feel like I've gotten a lot of stuff done today. And whilst it's amazing to be open and vulnerable and honest and willing to go with the flow, We do need a sense of organization at times in our lives, and it's very beneficial. So it's looking at what has the balance been for you recently, and is there anything that you would like to change? Or on the other hand, do you feel like you've had a really great balance of the two without maybe even realizing? And give yourself a huge pat on the back, celebrate that. We do not do enough celebrating and being proud of ourselves. And if there is things that you know you have been actioning or achieving after listening to this episode and recognizing within yourself that you're already doing, be proud of that. Celebrate that and cultivate more of that within your life. How can you do that more? So that's it for today's episode. I hope that you have been able to gain more of an understanding of the different energies and the way that they actually have no impact on men or women individually as a race, but it's more so within ourselves. 
It's the energy flowing and moving around our bodies and how we can cultivate that and use it to our advantage. Recognize the situations that are coming up for you over the next few weeks and what would be the most strengthening energy for you to embody in those moments. If you've got shit that needs to be done, you've got work meetings coming up, you've got planning that needs to get done and things that are happening all around you, embrace that masculine and your ability to plan and organize and feel ready. And on the other hand, if there's a lot of masculine going on for you and you can see the potential to be feeling stressed or overwhelmed, how can you add more of the feminine energy in? Embrace dancing around the house like a crazy person for two minutes and see how it makes you feel. Go for a drive and jump in your car and put on your favorite playlist and sing as loud as you can to your favorite song and see how it makes you feel. And let's open up the conversation in the Facebook group. Jump in after you've given a few things a go and let us know what your favorite things are. The only way that we are going to be able to open up our eyes to different things that we can try is by sharing. So come and share what your favorite things are to move into that feminine flow. Or how do you really embody that masculine energy and how does it really help you to get through those big days? Come and let us know so that we can start that discussion. And if you're feeling like you would like an extra tool to be able to work through those really overwhelming days, we have an emotional overwhelm checklist, which I have really been utilizing over the last few days to get clear on exactly what it is that's been happening for me within my mind, but also within my body. It's a free download for you guys to do and I'm going to leave a link to it in the show notes so that you can download it for yourself and you can utilize it. Use it as a checklist. Use it in the nighttime when you know that you've been feeling really overwhelmed or stressed that day or use it in the morning if you know you've got a big day coming up so that you can be more aware and bring more understanding before you get to the point that you're in the car crying because your immunologist appointment got cancelled. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you've got something out of this episode and don't forget to touch base at any time with any questions at all that you have. I'll talk to you next time. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm, and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.